Hello guys, welcome back to Board Draw. We're back. We're back in the studio. Look how tanned he looks. That's it, Come man. on, nice my guy's holiday. been... My guy's been tanning that's down it, in Cornwall. Man. Just straight in the uh, the sunbeds. That's, yeah, that's you love one. to see it. Um, back in the studio. Yeah, we're back in the studio and it's good. It's good to be back. No more weird online shenanigans for a while anyway. Yeah, we'll ignore that Discord recording that we did the yeah. other the But other we day. got a midweek one this week. A midweek. You're going to see a lot of our faces this coming week. I mean... Football's coming thick and fast. I'm not complaining. I, I love I love midweek it. games. It, it hits different. But um, speaking of hitting different, get straight into it. Man United back-to-back wins yeah and their first away win in a hot minute i think they were on eight consecutive away non-victories i don't know if they were all losses or whatever but they hadn't won away in a hot minute so one nil away at southampton not the most convincing result you've ever seen but that's six points out of six in the last two yeah it's I not mean, bad yeah beating liverpool and then uh, southampton away is you know six points is six points and it's early in the season it's all about getting points on the board and being up there um, yeah, it wasn't the most um, impressive performance, but Southampton actually weren't that bad either. Yeah, I think both of the teams looked average, in my opinion. Like, no one really like overly deserved to win. It was quite a um, neck-and-neck game. But obviously, Man United just got more quality on the pitch, like Bruno Fernandes, Eriksen, Sancho and all that. But for me, the main talking points are not even in the game. It's just off coming out. Field. It's off the field. It's kind of... Man United now have got two wins in a row. Pre the Liverpool game, I can imagine them just going out and buying man left, right and centre to try and sort out their troubles. Now their only link really is Anthony for 100 million. What, and, um, what do you say on that? And Darlow, is it, is it Darlow or Dubravka they're trying to sign? Oh, and Dubravka for Ingold. Yeah, yeah, as yeah, a backup. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, do you know what? You can start to see... The, uh, the sort of identity that Ten Hag wants to implement is, is starting to work now and whether or not they're going to keep it with like a De Gea who still can't play out from the back or yeah. what maybe they're just going to adjust the formation a bit or adjust the tactics and play out but from like further up in their half you don't know um, but you can see the idea the ideas and sort of like the, the the mentality that he wants to impose upon his players is actually coming through a bit um, but yeah I mean the bringing in the Cashmere is only going to bolster their team because he's a fantastic player. I think what he does is he allows the like of Bruno Fernandes and Eriksen because my problem with Man United at the moment isn't even the wingers. Like Sancho, I don't really like Alanga, but he was really good against Liverpool and pretty decent. Um, so he's not a problem. Rashford, if he can get back into good form, is just an absolute player and so is Martial. So the wingers aren't the problem. You can bring in Anthony, but my problem for them is centrally. And I don't know if Bruno Fernandes and Eriksen are enough of a presence centrally for them to be competing with the big boys at the top of the league. But bringing in Cashmiro, It allows them to play play a bit more, higher, exactly that, without the fear of kind of getting countered on constantly. They don't have to do as much of that defensive work, you know. But for me, you want a a ball-playing midfielder. Frankie Dion would have been ideal. And I don't think that's going to happen anymore, is it? He's been linked with Chelsea and Liverpool. Yeah. But... um, but yeah, no, it's a good it's a good result for United. Um, they've just got to keep it up, basically. And like like you're saying, centrally is an issue. I think obviously I think Rashford's played as their main striker for the last couple of games. Yeah. And he's done quite well. But if you've got an injury to to Rashford, then it's Marshall coming in. And then it's like, ooh, I mean, if Cristiano stays, obviously they got that as an option. Yeah. But whether he wants can't he, see him Yeah, surely. that's it. But 
apparently he's got a big money offer from Saudi Arabia, like ridiculous. I think most expensive like deal ever, ever in sports history. Um, but I don't think that goes along with what he's sort of looking for. I think he still wants to be competitive and play at the top level. Yeah, I think the main thing for him is Champions League football. Champions League, yeah, constantly. he's a Champions League man. Um, but yeah, it's a good win for United. Yeah, Another just, good win for um, Brighton. Yeah, Brighton. I've um, Undefeated. Yeah, still. they look really good. So both of these teams are undefeated coming into this game, Brighton and Leeds. Leeds fresh off the pumping Chelsea 3-0. So both of them looked in good form. And... Kind of like the Southampton May United game. It was neck and neck. They're both creating chances. Both of them have opportunities to win the game. But I think defensively, Brighton looks. They haven't. I didn't even know this until I was doing some like looking into their like form. They haven't conceded a goal yet. That's mental. Have they not? No, no goals. That's fucked. That's mental, especially because they lost like a defensive midfielder in yeah. Basuma and Gigarella, like Haven't conceded a goal this season game. yet. Yeah, and they played. And going into yeah. game week five. Yeah, no, that's 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 incredible. It just goes to show what good job Graham Potter is doing. Yeah, he I can think, lose, their, I think, like you said, best defensive midfielder, one of their best defenders. Season before that, lost Ben White. They they lose arguably their best player every year and somehow get better. Yeah, I think um, I've just been I've been really impressed with like a few players. Trossard, we know how good he so can be. Good. Yeah, uh, I think Danny Welbeck has come on leaps and bounds from like a sort of like fall off period when he's come to Brighton. He's actually just kicked on. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, really impressed with him. Adam Lana as well was really dangerous in their game against Leeds. But the man for me at the minute, Pascal Grosh, he's unbelievable. I think, yeah. he, like he, I think he scored three goals in his last season, and I think he's got three already this season. Yeah, he he's looking good for me. I think it's because of um, Saicedo in the midfield. He can play a bit further forward because last season. Gross tended to be the deepest midfielder alongside Basuma, but now Gross can play a bit more further forward. And I think going forward is where he's like best suited because he, he's got that knack of kind of having so much time on the ball and always finding the right pass. He, yeah, his kind of football IQ seems to be very high and I don't think he got enough opportunity to display that last year. And he seems to be... Um, yeah, playing really well. Yeah, he's doing really well. I'm, yeah. I, I'm all for Graham Potter's uh, project working out because, I mean, them, Leeds, even like Fulham are doing really well. And I'm, I think they all look like quite tidy outfits. So, you know, impressive impressive times for them. Ex- exciting times. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're a Brighton fan, it's only up. Yeah, I'd be... My only fear if you're a Brighton fan if is if one of the big teams loses their manager and they come knocking for Grandpa. Yeah, I mean, I think there will be a period in time where like Brighton might lose a couple in a row and then you get the questions asked mm. like, oh, maybe this is where they're weak because they haven't really been found out yet. But yeah. um, you've got to stick through through those times because Grandpa will have an answer for it because he just is that good. Yeah, he's a good manager. You mentioned in there that Fulham look like a tidy outfit. So they played against your boys this weekend and Arsenal won 2-1 in quite a... So it was a good game, a game in which Arsenal dominated most of the ball and I think in the grand scheme of things probably deserved to come out with the win. But there's a lot of kind of like talking points externally from this game and kind of like in... Just football kind of like general. football culture at the moment. Yeah. There's a lot let, of talks let you about. Take the like, rain on this. This is something Ross is very passionate about. I'm fucking rattled, mate, by um, Richard Keys, who is a renowned sexist and a bit of a cunt. Sorry, um, so I'm rattled. And so basically, him on being being sports. Don't know how he's got a job. 
these days to be fair he's a dinosaur didn't but, get kicked off Sky Sports yeah, yeah for he's being a massive sexist, sexist yeah but um, yeah so how he's got a job in primetime football is beyond me but um, so he said along the lines of I don't know why Arsenal celebrating they've done nothing yet they've beaten no one yet blah 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 and then Laura Woods one absolute queen came out on TalkSport and kind of shot him down obviously she's an Arsenal fan so she was a bit loaded in her opinion which so am I but basically when they were talking about why Arsenal celebrating there's so many reasons for why Arsenal celebrating firstly they panned to Gabrielle who was on his knees kind of like cheering because he like he obviously gave away the mistake for the Mitro goal exactly which was, that which like he got a bit shafty because the ball came in high to him from uh, the right back he had to take it down and Mitro's on his heels Mitro's yeah. not a small lad either and he just gets it caught on his feet Mitro nicks it away and he manages to slip it under Rams uh, Ramsdale, Ramsdale yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean it's like to be fair it's, whilst it's his fault it's not it's not the most horrific howler ever and like let's and say it, it is on. his fault and that happened in like the 60th minute and you've almost cost your team their perfect start to the season so for Arsenal to go get an equaliser and then for him to get the winner in the 86th minute why on earth would you not celebrate that you've in the back of your mind for the since you made that mistake you've been like shit I've cost my team their first loss of the season I'm gonna drop points and it's gonna be my fault so for you to then go win the game for your team why the fuck would you not celebrate? I mean, we've seen we've seen as well in like speci- specifically the Arsenal do- behind the scenes documentary, all or nothing. How much like a, a mistake like that means to play? Look at yeah. Tavares yeah. with those two mistakes versus Liverpool, and he was basically out of the team then. Yeah, and, like, I'm not saying Gabriel would have got kicked out of the team for that, but like these players play yeah. because yeah, they've lot to play, and like Arteta has generated such, and this is probably at every club though they've generated such a an environment where winning mentality is king. Exactly, and to do make a mistake like that, but then to go on and, and score the winner it, it's like it's massive you should not be putting players down yeah or the fans or anyone like so point two they pan to the fans and the fans are celebrating why the fuck Laura Woods kind of summed this up perfectly they're paying fucking however Arsenal got one of the most expensive ticket prices in, in the a country. cost of living crisis they are allowed to go there and celebrate their team yeah. winning what if you're like a 10 year old kid this is your first game watching Arsenal you've never been there before and you've just seen your first win are you supposed to not celebrate I don't I just don't get this mentality behind like shooting fans down for celebrating yeah. I don't get like even over celebrating a win's a win it's a London derby and you come from 2-1 down uh, from 1-0 down to win 2-1 exactly and like it, the world is so full of negativity at the minute, yeah. It and my it, head like, there's people who are so struggling to get by, like, and you're shut, you're shooting them down for celebrating a football result. Like, how does that? How in, in any way does that affect you? Literally, and like, it doesn't make any sense. My final point, and this is where Graham Souness chimed in. He's an absolute cunt and all. Um, he was like, Arsenal, they haven't played anyone yet. Their toughest games are to come, which they are. Like everyone's, if you haven't played Man City and Liverpool. Your toughest games are you to come. You can only That's play fact. what's put in front of you. Exactly that. Arsenal have played Fulham, who have come out and dominated Liverpool, drew 2 all. Then they went away at Wolves, drew 0-0. And then against a good Brentford team, they beat them 3-2. You so beat Palace. So Fulham, yeah. on their own, they're not a... A bad outfit. A bad outfit at all and shouldn't be kind of like pegged as like an automatic dub. And then, yeah, like you said, we played Crystal Palace, who at the time... It was a 50-50 game and we came out 2-0 winners and everybody kind of was like, oh, 
don't know if that's a good result for Arsenal. Of course it's a fucking good result to go away at Palace and win 2-0. First game of the season as well. Like, you're live on uh, Sky Sports. You've got to set the precedent. Literally. They and you went... dominated for 40 minutes and then you managed to see the game out. Exactly. Then they went to Anfield, Palace, battered Liverpool and were unlucky to come out in a one-all draw. And then they got shafted the other day against City. And yeah, exactly that. They went to the Etihad, battered them for 45 minutes. Got a, got a, like a good goal disallowed. Good goal disallowed. And should have had Haaland sent off. Bingo. So, yes, we haven't played City. Yes, we haven't played Liverpool. But we've played decent teams and we've beaten decent teams. Everyone in this league, probably minus Bournemouth, hate to be that guy, are decent outfits and there's no certain Ws at all in the Prem. Yeah, I know. And just like, th- there is no reason for these... Like, because Richard Keyes as well, was he the Donny that said it about when you beat Brentford or drew against Brentford or yeah. something? And you were celebrating. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get this mentality. Like, football, yeah. We're lucky it comes around once a week and sometimes even twice a week, yeah. yeah. A lot of people live for the weekend, man. They're, they're, <laughs> they're here to, to, to watch their teams play. They get through the work week and they're like, oh, that's it. I can watch Arsenal play or I can watch Palace play or yeah. Everton, whoever. And no matter if you're Arsenal and you're playing like Harrogate and you beat them 4-0, a celebrate a win's a win. Yeah, literally. Like, like just you, enjoy you it. pick your team to enjoy the good what is the point of football if it's not there to enjoy like and uh, like Laura Woods was saying Arsenal have been the banter club for like the past 10 years and we've held that L so now that we're kind of getting out of that banter club era and we're starting to get dubs we're starting to play well because we held that L of being the banter club we're allowed to hold the W of being decent at the moment and yeah it's it's just the fact that like the people like Richard Keyes who are absolute dinosaurs are still given a platform to spout sexism and just shit yeah that's my nothing yeah just get them out yeah get them out yeah I won't carry on too much about Arsenal good dub four wins out of four not complaining big weekend a big few few days we've got Villa who are looking a little bit shoddy and then we've got Man United so. Manchester yeah yeah no nah. big few games coming up for Arsenal but before we take a break should we uh, quickly talk about the absolute drumming that Bournemouth and Scott Parker yeah. took I, I, Do you just, see the video you, of Klopp go up to Scott Parker and kind of pat him on the shoulder at like 8-0? I was like, as nice as that is, that is like unfathomably patronising. So you're a, Premier, you're a team that's gone to the Premier League, right? So you've got a little bit of quality about you. I know, the, I know the difference, the gap between the top of the Premier League where Liverpool are and the top of the Championship is massive, right? Yeah. But you're a professional football team, okay? And you go 4-0 down, you think... You shut hmm. up shot, mate. Maybe we shouldn't have gone to a back four after playing a back five for the last like four games or whatever against one of the best attacks in the league. And maybe at four and down, to save ourselves some mental anguish, we should maybe shut up shop, maybe go back to a back five, put on a couple of DMs and then try to get a couple of goals on the counter or something. Yeah. Nah. It's just, for me, like parking the bus has this kind of like negative overtone and it is kind of like Brexit football is a bit dead. But... Like you're saying, if it gets to 4-5-0, you've got like the psychological kind of costs. If you get battered heavy, they're going to linger. You're going to be like, like a laughing stock for a while. I mean, you, you need to shut up shop and just... It's happened to Southampton twice. Like, yeah, mate. It's like with their... Nightmare. What was it? 8-0 and 8-2, whatever. Leicester also got battered, didn't they? Yeah, 9-0. Yeah, so... I mean, it does happen and clubs do tend to bounce back from it, but they're like established clubs. Yeah, it's not You've good You've got a team like Bournemouth who have really struggled like to show any quality this season and I don't see it getting better. They haven't had a fantastic window. Conceded 16 goals in the last three games. It's 
like if you're playing FPL, yeah, that's target Bournemouth, mate. Yeah, just whoever's got Bournemouth, get him in, get their best goal scorer in and captain them every week. Can we talk about Salah quickly? Yeah. Is there a problem there? Do you know what? I, I think... We'll talk about it more in like an FPL video, but he is a, he is starting to stink it up a little bit. Do you know what though? I mean, Luis Diaz is obviously looking like the pick. Yeah. Mandem, uh, triple captain Bobby Firmino. Either they're Triumph Travellers or they just yeah. read well, the me, game. Like, better than he's one of those players, like you knew he was going to start because obviously Nunez is out and so is Jota. But like... He pick and, picks and chooses whenever to have like a... He'll yeah. get a hat-trick a season, but it's just like hard to guess what game we'll get. Yeah, hat-trick. but yeah, in terms of Salah, I think he had like a 1.5 XG and the entire Liverpool team had two. Yeah. And yeah, he should have scored. I think on another day, he comes out of that game with four goals. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, guys. You, you, you don't score that many goals in the Premier League for as many seasons as he has and just fall off a cliff. It doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? So you're saying stick with Salah? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not going to get dropped from Liverpool because they've had a stinky start to the season. But in those stinky games, he's kind of been probably their most attacking, like most threatening player anyway. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he didn't get a goal in a 9-0 win, which is probably (laughs) just ridiculous. But like I say, in another day, they beat him 9-0. He probably gets four of them. Yeah, that's true. Do you know I mean, or, or they win twelve nil. <laughs> like, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it gets but gone. yeah, I, I don't think it's time to worry about Mo Salah. I think he's, you know, he's got quality. I mean, look at Son; he hasn't scored, has he? Yet? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, and we know how much quality he has. Sometimes it just doesn't start. We Harry Kane, famous for having like struggled to score in August. Mm. I know he scored quite a few goals this season already, but like people don't don't like miscount him. He's he's not out the yeah, window I think Salah he's one of those games it's like when you like think about it too much and you start trying too hard stuff doesn't come off for you and I think it might have just been one of those days he'll come back and yeah he just he's uh, one of those guys though he'll like go the harder he'll, games he'll, he'll go like loads. 13 games in a row and score now each one and yeah. break the record like, yeah. yeah he just will but yeah um, quick break yeah we'll do a little quick break and we'll be back to talk about Man City Palace yeah let's do it let's we'll do it we'll Man City Palace after this one from talking about a man who is struggling for form we move on to a man who's perhaps the, the most, most informed. informed. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about none other than Erling Braut Haaland. What a man. What a man. Just... All right, before we get on to him, though, yeah, I just want to talk about, about Palace. Palace. Yeah. Palace, so the first goal, as it has a free kick, whips it into a dangerous area, and it bounces off Carl Walker onto Stones, misfoots uh, Edison, goes in the net. It's a lucky goal. But also, you have to win the free kick in the first place. And, I think and you have to put it into that area. What I noticed about that game, specifically the first half, is that any ball into City's box, they, Palace were getting... Palace were dominating City's back line. Yeah. All the time. Their set pieces have been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, delivery as well. Um, really good. Yeah, he's looking like a player in form. Get him in the Qatar squad, Gareth. He actually looked really good that first half. He was bossing it, mate. And with no Zaha in the Palace team, he had to step up and be that. That, that creative man. spark, that, that yeah. the main like creative player, and he um, for me he was, mm. um, and then yeah, I just like Anderson's goal from the second, yeah, uh, another second goal corner as they puts it on his head for him, a and great, it's a great header. header. Jochen Anderson is one of the player. best centre backs outside the top six for me. Yeah, player, I reckon he'll get snatched up. Yeah, I think he's a phenomenal player. Just goes to show how good Palace's uh, recruitment has been over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, um, and then pretty quickly after the second goal, Edison. I think obviously in his mind he's like shit. We're two 0 down. We need to speed up the play and try and get some goals. Rolls the ball out, and who is it? I think it's Au or Edwards in front of him. Yeah. And um, they touch the ball. 
lay it off to, I think, the other one of A.E. or Edouard, and they finish it. It's a goal. It's a goal. For me, I saw Jermaine Genus, who's a clown. He came out and said that it's a foul because um, Edison hadn't fully relinquished the ball. He has. He had. The ball's rolling. And keepers are overly protected anyway. He was not under any pressure like it wasn't like he like he was getting like shoulder barged or anything like forced into making the yeah. throw he just does he just he decides oh let's release this quickly and thinks he's got enough about him to get it past the player that's what annoys me it's like it's fair enough if keepers are overprotected maybe they should be or shouldn't be that's a, a different discussion for a different time but edison specifically and kind of those quick ball playing goalkeepers that take heavy risk the most over. they shouldn't get more protection because they play like that if anything, if you play like that, you're risking your protection. Yeah, you sh- you're and the one who should... Like that was, that's what separates a good ball-playing keeper from a, a shit ball-playing keeper yeah. is that they know how to like alleviate the risks and actually make those exactly like, that. passes. So down. it was Edison's decision to make that risky play when he knew Ayu and Edouard were in front of him, still decides to do it, and it went wrong. He should now have to pay the consequences and City should have conceded that goal. Yeah, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I thought it was Mental. a terrible decision from the keeper and a good bit of play from, from Palace to be switched on because it's easy for you when they've got possession, especially with the goalkeeper, for you to switch off and expect the ball just to go down the pitch. Yeah, so if you keep switched on and to like, you know, look at the keeper and decide for what he's going to do, it's not a, it's not a disallowed goal for me. It's a goal every day of the week. And then at that point, that's 3-0 pretty much going into half time. That's kind of, it's hard, like City, probably the only team in the league, maybe Liverpool, that you could see being 3-0 down at halftime and get back into it, but... Yeah, Bernardo Silva, he does what he does. Turn he it up, maybe one of the most underrated players in the world. It baffles me that City are even questioning, like, offers for him, like, PSG yeah. and Barca both want him. I'd yeah. be like, apart from, like, maybe Kevin and Harlan now, he'd be like my mega, like, fuck off, you're going nowhere near Maybe him. Cancelo for me. Yeah, it's just like... He's got so much quality. Still of like prime age. I think he's like 26. You've got to be, you've got to be in the squad every single week, mate. Yeah, he, he never ever drops a stinker. No, literally that. He's like seven or eight out of 10 every game and then drops occasional nines and tens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he does a nice little bit of play, cuts in from the right and bangs it past the keeper. It's a great goal. And then from then on, it's just the, the, the Haaland show. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, to be fair, Foden and him seem to be linking up a lot better this game. Maybe all um, those DMs that Foden's been getting saying like, fucking square the ball to Haaland, you can't like, get into him. Yeah, I mean, he, so there's one where he literally is like on the edge of the box and he dinks it in and it lands perfectly for him at the back post. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Haaland's position in the box is terrifying. He's Apparently, so good at finding space. I think, obviously, we'll talk about the final goal because the final goal is a joke in its own right, but he's so switched on all the time, which you don't really think you get from like so he's I think what like 21 yeah and like that comes when you get older and your football IQ is like at an elite level and you can find space all the time you see like like some I don't know like Dimitar Berbatov and Robin Van Persie when they get to like that's why Harry 20s, Kane is like, that's why he's so Harry good Kane, exactly yeah. that. you can find space because you've been in those situations like a million times whereas Haaland is at the start of his career and he's still so aware of where the space is all the time. It's so good. Yeah, no, it's phenomenal. Um, and then, yeah, just he's at the back post, taps one in, and then the he final makes that, the last one is the inside ball, and then he just <laughs> yeah, holds he up that both body defense. Joe Ward so hard. So he's yeah. running in between both their centre backs, and Gundogan plays a pass, which, in my opinion, it was, was a little it wasn't bit a late. Great pass, yeah. And the pass wasn't great. Like Harlan still had a lot to do because those kind of passes, you want to pass this out in front of you. So all you need to do is first time shot. But he had to take a couple of touches and then shoot. 
And to take a couple of touches with two centre-backs closing in on you is hard unless you're an elite striker. And Haaland is. He bodied Joel Ward and then like kind of pushed off Anderson to get the shot. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Imagine so apparently, by a 21-year-old. Apparently from a couple of in-the-know accounts, I don't know how, how reliable this is. Rival Premier League managers have been in contact with each other discussing <laughs> how to negate Haaland. Really? Yeah, like it's That's been mad. like it's been like a collaboration effort. How do we stop this yeah, Norwegian like machine? Jesus, that's it's, jokes because he I genuinely it's like when there was I like, know like Prime Hazard or Prime Sanchez in the Prem. How do you stop and him? And it's like nobody knew how you'd stop these guys. Haaland's like a whole different beast. It's because like, you've got not just this one star player up front, you've got the best midfielder in the league, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne, up, maybe in the world, yeah, probably feeding world, him yeah. through. You've got players like Foden and Bernardo Silva, even Ilkay Gundogan, Mares, Grealish. Grealish, yeah, Grealish wants to turn up. Jao Cancelo as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got players. just like these unbelievable players who could put it on a dime for you every time. It's just like you know Haaland's strong, you know he's quick, but it's like how the fuck do you stop that? Do yeah, you just he, specifically he just, put a man on him to man mark him. Because he'd body most man. It's like, he is the unstoppable force in the Premier League now. Yeah. But where is the unstoppable, the immovable object to stop him? Yeah. No one knows. Me. Get me in at centre-back, <laughs> mate. But yeah, I mean, he just is, like, he might score 40 goals. Right. I from think the a, only thing that will stop him from scoring 40 goals is rotation. Yeah. Because I know Pep's been saying, like, he did when, say. when we get the Champions League games yeah. or midweeks even, look at Alvarez will be coming in because they brought Alvarez on as well and Alvarez they? is good Alvarez w will be fantastic as well yeah going from a team that's scoring goals from fun to a team that can't buy a goal in Aston Villa yeah this is a sticky one because for me I actually thought they were the better team I thought West Ham looked poor so they lost 1-0 to West Ham they were unlucky because they had a, uh, a goal early ruled out but it, it was offside, but it like gets dinked off the post and then Courtney How Is it Courtney? Um, no, he's the one that went to... No, um, who's the, the other Donny? Ezri Konsa. Oh, yeah. Like he, yeah, he managed to tap it in. It was unlucky, but they're in the right positions there, basically. Um, I just... Yeah, they, they've been... They lost to a deflection, basically. It's a good shot from Lanzini, but it does get deflected and Martinez can't get to it. Even if this was their best game, they've now had 13 Premier League games... And I think they've only won three. If they fail to win in the next three, it'll be their worst uh, run of form, I think, since like 1964 yeah, or something crazy. Yeah, and it's not good. Unlucky for them. So they've got Arsenal midweek and then they travel up to Man City or they host in Man City. I can't remember. But for Arsenal and City to be your next two games, it's not great. Gerard is probably at home right now, just in tears. For me, shaking. His main issue, and I said this on the last podcast, is he that he does he doesn't know his best eleven, and you can't be a year in the job and not know your best eleven. He doesn't know his best front three, which I think is just important. Like, you, you, like, how do you watch these players day in day out and not think right? These guys have good link up. Actually, he's much better in this system that I'm trying to play. Mm. Or against Man City, if you want to play like really what really wide wingers, why don't you have the likes of uh, uh, Bailly? playing yeah. out wide who can actually stretch the play you know I mean it is, some of the some of the decisions are questionable you, how do you get the most out of Phil Coutinho yeah well like you brought him in as your star man you've kind of he must be on crazy wages and so you've got to build a team around him he's got to start every week you've got to make sure he's dropping 8 or 9 out of 10s every week when he first started he was unreal he was unreal and so you've got to kind of you've got to go what back what were we doing back then and look at those games and think how were we playing that was allowing him 
to play that all well. his free space. And because against West Ham, he had a couple of shots from outside the area. I think Ollie Watkins doesn't look b- that bad. He's such like a hard player to like Ollie Watkins because for me, he's got everything about him to be so good. He's so fast, strong, always in the right place. His numbers don't so match hungry, up. But his final product is shit. Yeah, um, Danny Ings as well. I mean, he's, he hasn't really ever kicked on since moving to Villa. We're just repeating ourselves though because it's the same stuff we say week in week yeah, for out. Yeah, me, Jarrod's got to go. You got to find someone new. There's got to be managers out there that. Yeah, be an upgrade. I mean, I don't know who who you get. Like maybe yeah, that's true. maybe it's time for him to go abroad. Yeah, broaden their horizons. Yeah, yeah, find someone else. But yeah, West Ham as well. I thought West Ham were poor. Skamaka started, didn't he? Skamaka yeah. started. They looked better for it, but they were really struggling to stretch the play. Bowen looks like they're still their main man, mm. but he's not producing the output they had last season. I know we're, we're still early on. I but, think he was um, way th- this above is their, this is their first season, win of the season. Yeah. I think it's their first goal of the season. Yeah, they needed um they needed a win big time. And it's like Lanzini gets a bit was it Lanzini or Fanals? One of them gets a bit of space. Fanals, yeah. Yeah, he just gets a bit of space in the middle and takes like takes a pot shot from a bit far out and takes an unlucky deflection and uh, goes in. But yeah, I mean I'm a, I'm a bit worried for West Ham that they lacking a lot of like they don't look very sharp. They look oh, like a team who's played 90 minutes two days before what they have signed though is Lucas Paqueta for 50 million yeah. who looks like an unreal player he starred in the Leon side that knocked out Man City alongside Bruno Gumarish. I think mm-hmm. them two come into the Prem you've seen Bruno Gumarish is lit up immediately and I maybe think that's Lucas what they Paqueta need though it's like a bit more arguably light it up even more a little bit more like techie in the, like the centre of midfield I mean they've got to like go Declan Rice, Declan Rice yeah, yeah nice. and Declan Rice can allow Paqueta to like push forward and play those sort of like really deep cutting passes I think he'll be a really good but signing I, I, yeah I don't know Ben Rama doesn't look like the player that had that run of form last mm. year but yeah I'm a little bit worried for West Ham I don't know if they have like you look at play, teams like Brighton and Leeds they look miles and miles above West Ham's level right now I just wouldn't expect that coming off of last season. Yeah. But it, it's think, still early doors. Yeah, I think that it's, it's a combination of like, yeah, it's still early doors. And because you know the investment is there, they've signed Skamaka for 40 million, Paqueta for 50 million. Kind of from uh, yeah. PSG. So you know the investment's there. You know David Moyes will get the best out of these players. You just got to give them time. I wouldn't put any pressure on... The thing is though, like maybe it's just a slump coming off last season. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they, had a, they had a... Like, uh, just a horrendous amount of games to play last season. Yeah, exactly. And, like, even a break between then and now, it, like, it doesn't really get you back to it because I think they had quite a short preseason as well due to their involvement in uh, Europe. So, I mean, maybe we are just seeing... And hopefully this win can propel them out of that slump yeah. and we can get to see the best of Bowen and Skmaka and uh, Declan Rice and all those boys. But, um, but they got a big, big game against Spurs. So, big, I mean, if there's ever a game to kick on... From it's a London derby, so I yeah. Well, I'm talking of Spurs. Yeah, speaking yeah. of Spurs, Nottingham Forest nil to Spurs. Love it. Um, do you know I want to start this by saying, talk to me. Nottingham Forest, just a round of applause for them. They come out every game, yeah, and they play their football. Yeah. They play their football, and I think Morgan Gibbs White looked really good. Brennan Johnson looked he dangerous. White looked good. Um. Don't know about Brendan Johnson's trim. Have you seen his trim? That yeah, game? it's a little bit stinky. Um, Not for me. Like. A bit overdoing it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, nah, they HD looked, cuts. I think they looked really good. They looked really dangerous. They had so, I think they had like an incredible amount of touches in Tottenham's box. Yeah. But it was just lacking that sort of like penetrating final pass or finding yeah. someone in that bit of space like where Harden would be. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but 
it was because I know they started with Lingard and Warren Gibbs White and Brennan Johnson. I think Johnson was playing through the middle. You got Awani yeah, and Dennis on the bench. I think you need a more focal point in the middle. Yeah, of course, for question. Someone who's going to break the line a bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they looked. They, I wouldn't worry about this result too much because they had an unfortunate, like the bubble. It wasn't a great shot from Kane. I think it just yeah, it was the a, keeper sends him the wrong way almost, mm. and that bounce takes it away. Um, it was a good save from Dean Henderson for the pen. As yeah, well. the penalty was just uh, Steve Cook. Uh, he did kind of get cooked. Yeah, clown mate. I think he's passed it. But they do have um, Diakate. Yeah, I don't know if he's just injured or not playing or whatever. But but yeah, I like. Um, Joe Worrell and uh, Scott McKenna I think they're very good uh, defenders yeah, I think I Nico agree. Williams actually looked really impressive coming down the right hand side everything that Forrest are doing I think they're doing it right and I think yeah you wouldn't worry I think going into this season Spurs game you, or like any game against a bid six it's not you don't go in there thinking oh shit we're going to lose but you go in there thinking if we get anything from this game it's points on top of what we should get elsewhere it's not like these are the points we need to get to stay up exactly even to like so, get, yeah but I mean, for me, I just want to talk about Spurs. Obviously, well done. Good win. It's never easy going away to any team in the Prem, especially a team that's been out of the Prem for so long and who are a like, big club. So to go to um, Nottingham Forest and win 2-0 is a good result. But there, in my opinion, are a lot more teams in this league that look more convincing at this point right now than Spurs. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like how we talk about Aston Villa we're reiterating a lot of points. They just look to lack a lot of creativity in the middle. And they go 2-0 no up, or it was 1-0 no up even, and I, like, didn't make a change. And I thought, this is the perfect time you bring Basuma on. Yeah. You take off Benton Core or even Hoiberg and just, you set up a little bit and then just look to hit them on the counter. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I'm struggling to see why they're so poor going forwards at the minute. I mean, they've scored two goals, yeah. Yeah. And it's just Harry Kane being clinical. Yeah, that's the thing. They're lucky they've got world-class players. I know Son hasn't kicked on that much this season, but they're lucky they've got world-class players in Harry Kane and Son because any other team that didn't have those would be struggling. But luckily, Spurs, for me, they started off against Southampton and they battered Southampton. But the first half, it was all Southampton. So you could say that game, they weren't overly convincing. The Chelsea game, they got outplayed. So like the entire first half. This Forest game... I'd say it was close, if not 50-50. And so, yeah, there's no game where they've gone out and maybe it'll come. Maybe they absolutely battle West Ham from minute one to minute 90 next game. But so far, I'd say they haven't looked like a proper dominant top four team in any of their games. Yeah, it's so strange for me because like a lot of their players coming through the middle which is not the way I thought it would be happening. Obviously, they've spent so much money on uh, like wing bags. Mm. They've got the likes of Perisic and I know Emerson Royal's been playing, but they've got like the likes of Jed Spence. And it, it just, it, so it's kind of like, why aren't you playing to your strengths? Harry Kane's having to come so deep yet again to get the ball to make anything happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just is a bit strange to me. I thought um, Perisic though has like his delivery is really good. Yeah, for he, me, he obviously won the penalty for, yeah, off of uh, he looks good. Put it into the, that. Apart from area. Harry Kane, I'd say Perisic and Kulusevski are my two players for Spurs that I think are up up on like top form levels. Yeah, the rest of them, I think they need to buck up their ideas. Hoiberg and Bentancur, especially in that midfield, they need to offer more. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Their defense as well is looking shaky. I know you're not a massive fan of any of their defenders. No, I think. 
there are a lot of people get Perisic in, and I think that's specifically for his attacking potential in fantasy. But um, yeah, I think every game I could see their defence getting pulled around. I mean, they're going to concede chances. Yeah, 100%. And, like, it's whether Lloris is up to standard and I don't think he's that keeper he once was. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, yeah, I don't know. Spurs, they're, they're lacking to inspire. I mean, we can talk about um, Big Richie for a minute as well. I, do you know what? Yeah, where do you stand I on love, the whole I love shit shit I love shithousery in football. I think the game can be really fucking boring sometimes just because yeah. of how, like, not robotic the players are, but, like, just... I like that Ronaldinho flair. My man's yeah. doing keepy uppies. And do you know what? He's come on, yeah. And he actually, in, in the Chelsea game and this game, yeah. he has stretched the defence. Yeah, 100%. Um, look he good. looks dangerous. I mean, sometimes you question, like his first touch in a couple of the times has been really poor. But like he comes on, he gets them rattled up as well, especially if you're winning or you're trying to get back into a game. I think that's 100% trying to it. Trying to get their defence rattled and like not fit, like, tempt, like, to, like sort of almost switch on too much and yeah. overthink stuff is... You know, you just thing. want to get in their heads, and he does that so well. Yeah, he's and in like all the opposition fans' heads, and you can tell he's in all the players' heads because Brennan Johnson's. I like the tackle, but you could tell he was in Brennan Johnson's head that, when he just came in and cut. If, if he turns away from that, that could be a red card. Exactly that. And Do you know what I mean, and like kills the game off completely. Yeah, exactly. So. And then you're, you know, in a good position. You've got a good. I mean, you risk the run. You run the risk of injuring yourself. Yeah, but um, he's one of those players you'd love him if he's in your team. But he's just a massive. I rate it, and not. I like the fact he's just there doing keepy uppies. Those jokes. Uh, why? Why not, man? Yeah, I think that is funny. Like it just. Yeah. Like, I know. I know if you're your position fans, you're getting pissed off because oh, he's making a mockery of you or whatever. But. Mate, if you're like, if you're a neutral, it, I, yeah. I love to see it. Just yeah, because you like to see when it goes wrong as well. Yeah, hundred percent. If like your player went in, clattered him, wins the ball back, it's like yeah, it then, then it's good. Yeah, so yeah, I don't, no, I don't understand this complaint about it. At all. Charles, if it was anyone else, like if you not like Harry Kane would do it because he's if it was Son, yeah, everyone you like, wouldn't be getting the half the hate. He was but getting. like Richardson has kind of like that agenda against him didn't he yeah it, it's because he just like the way he's, that guy. he's just got like those beady eyes he's like yeah. I'm gonna come piss you off yeah yeah he's, and it's I'm all here for he's it he's a fisherman isn't I'm he? all he here for it fishes for absolute bite but does that round up that um yeah that that game up week four Saturday Sunday's games yeah it does and moving on to should we do our previews for game week five yeah we'll get on to our previews gonna take a little break yeah have to have a look in the magic ball and see uh what picks we're gonna go for this week yeah let's do it let's do it Prediction time. Prediction time. Let's yes, go, let's yes, go. indeed. Oh, midweek fixtures, man. Yeah, midweek fixtures. Midweeks always throw up some surprise results. They do. I, I mean, not like Leeds, Chelsea wasn't a surprise result, or, you know, Man United beating Liverpool, Liverpool or, yeah, yeah. or Liverpool beating Bournemouth 9 0. But um, there's some good fixtures in here. Exciting fixtures. There's always good fixtures, man. We'll start with the London football. derby Crystal Palace versus Brentford. Thomas Franks. Brentford. Both teams started the season okay. Palace definitely the better of the two. And Palace at home as well. I think it's going to be a struggle for Brentford. Is Zaha back for this? So I think, so he was on the verge of the City game but didn't. So I assume he'll be back for this one. Or maybe bench. You know, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I'm going to go 2-0 Palace. I fancy, ooh, I fancy a 3-1 Palace. I think Brentford have enough about him to get on the score sheet. This for me coming up is possibly my fixture to keep an eye on for the weekend. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Fulham. Fulham, who have looked really good since coming back to the Premier League, and they're up against, uh, they're at home. To a very, yeah. very strong Brighton team, yeah. who are currently undefeated. Yeah. What for, do you reckon? What have I got on this one? I might go for a one-all draw. One-all draw. I like that. I think 
I think if it was at Brighton, it would be uh, no doubt about it, Brighton dub. But Fulham, I think coming off the back of that Arsenal result, will probably be a bit fired up. But I think for me, Brighton have got too much quality. I'm going to go 2-1 Brighton. 2-1 Brighton? Yep. I was tempted I was tempted to swing 2-1 Fulham, but I think a, a draw okay. would be a fair result. Um, moving on to... Two teams who... St. Mary's. Haven't started the season too great. But Raheem Sterling picking up two goals though. Sterling looked we didn't good actually last cover game. that game, did we? Nah, we so oh, there was like a one-all draw Wolves game. There was one-all in um, yeah. another game and Chelsea won 2-1. There you go. Yeah, we go. Now it's covered. Um, but yeah, Chelsea obviously picking up a 2-1 win. Um, oh, that's a hard one. Is this one me or you? I'll go first. I'm going to go 3-0 Chelsea. I think I might go for a 2-0. Okay. A nice 2-0, two, two yeah. 2-0 two to no one, mate. Didn't even say. 2-0 to Chelsea, Come yeah. On. Okay, nice. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I, mm. this a, that's a hard game. Leeds-Everton, though. This is a good game. Everton yeah. drew one all against Forest. Anthony Gordon on the score sheet again. Yeah, will he still be there by the end of the window, which ends on... Thursday at 11pm. So, we'll do something a little, try to a window roundup and stuff. But, yeah. yeah, will Anthony Gordon still be there this time next week? Who knows? But they're playing Leeds. I'm going to go for a I might go for a 1-0 Everton. 1-0 Everton, that is a surprise result. And like you said, you can't always guarantee midweek fixtures because there could be rotation. People just like, it's during this long, yeah, like a free you know I've decided just late to in the fuck evening. it off and just go for a wacky prediction. I think it's my wacky prediction for the so week. I like that. But I think Leeds are just, they got too much and Evan I, I'm not sold on them whatsoever so I'm going to go 3-1 Leeds 3-1 Leeds yes Mad. Uh, moving on to Wednesday's fixtures the mighty Arsenal the boys up against your favourite club in the Steven league Steven Gerrard yeah. Aston Villa yeah. um, at the Emirates what you got on this one <sighs> Arsenal under the lights mate there's nothing like it uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Arsenal 2 only 2 yeah we do always up until maybe last season where we did the double over them, we had struggled against Villa quite a lot. Like Martinez, as soon as he joined Villa, every game he'd just pull out like an absolute worldie and be like the best player on the pitch. So that's a, that's a good point. I'm a little bit like cautious whenever we play Villa, but I reckon 2-0. I'm going to go for a more... I know you say they can't buy a goal. I might go for a 3-1 Arsenal. Nice. Okay. I think uh, Ollie Watkins might come back to haunt you. He does. He does play well against us, but he's an um, Arsenal fan. Yeah. Oh, this might be a bit of a stinky Bournemouth, one. Oh. fresh off a 9-0 thumping. I'm going to go 10-0 Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> so they got Wolves visiting. Oh, just Wolves really struggling around like the box. Just, yeah, just Jimenez not doing it basically. No. I know he scored a goal that was ruled out for a foul. Yeah. Um, I might just go like, I think I might go 2-0 Wolves. 2-0 Wolves, yeah. I... You've got to hope Bournemouth, for the love of God, do something because if I they... Gonna, I think they're going to go defensive. If they don't pick up results, they're going to start falling so far behind the pack. I know they got a win on their first day against Villa, but they need to start like changing the tide because they conceded four against um, City, then three against Arsenal, then nine. They don't want to continue this. They need to get a goal. So I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. One oh, I hope for Bournemouth's sake they score a goal. I think, I think they keep getting thumped and not scoring. Guedes and uh, Nunes and uh, yeah. Neto, they look really good um, this weekend. 
but like obviously they didn't have that like finisher in the box yeah. ready for him. Um, moving on, moving on. Man City up against the champions of Europe. <laughs> the former champions have of you Europe. seen all those memes where it's like all the teams that have won like a European competition and then like Man City is like so it's like Homer Simpson in the bar surrounded by loads of people that are all the other teams and it's like what do all these teams have in common and it's just Man City sitting I saw a tweet it was like we should kick uh, all the Forest and Villa fans out of the uh, <laughs> the Champions of Europe chats yeah I've seen that yeah um, I think I don't know if Haaland's going to start hope for God he does because I've captained him on fantasy yeah um, I think, it was I think gonna, it's hard to drop him after a hat trick yeah I think he'll want it like, maybe he'll get 60 minutes or something but yeah. that's easy enough time to do what he needs to do I think this might be like a 3-1 or maybe a 3-0 Man City's defence hasn't looked as mm. as as it has a couple years yeah last couple of years hasn't looked tough yeah I think I might go for a 3-1 to Manchester City okay I'm going to go so I saw a stat and it was that Nottingham Forest have conceded the highest XG so far in the season. And so for that reason alone, I'm going to go 4-0 City. 4-0, yeah. That's a, yeah, I can see it happening. Yeah. Not nine? Not nine, but that'd be Anything nice. Liverpool could do, City can do better? Yeah, that's true. They do They do have that little kind of... But they're not playing Bournemouth, so... That. Yeah. Um, Another London derby. Oh, this might be the biggest game of yeah, this the, will be big because West Ham really needs to kick on after that result. Like you said, we weren't totally convinced by any of Spurs' performances this season, apart from against Southampton. So both of these teams need a good performance in this game, and what better time to do it than in their their most heated derby? So I'm gonna go. I reckon. Whoa, I was gonna say two one Spurs, but I don't know if I've got enough chess to back that. Yeah, two one Spurs. For I reckon it's gonna be. I'm just not convinced by West Ham. Not I'd, convinced by I, I think it might be like a 3 0 Spurs. Oh! It oh. might be 3 0 to Spurs. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Well, well, we'll come, when, come Wednesday yeah. evening, we'll know. No, I don't like it because I don't want Spurs to win 3 0 oh. and have like a good performance. I like the, the chest behind that um, shout. Liverpool, fresh off a 9 0 battery. Have we said that enough today? 9 0. Nine. <laughs> 9 goals. Will Mo Salah do it against Newcastle United so. back at Anfield? Getting out of my fantasy team. What are you going for, Rose? Newcastle are good. Newcastle are good. Unlike who we were talking about at Spurs in West Ham where I haven't been convinced by any game they've played, Newcastle, pretty much every game they've played, I've been like, yeah, they're a good team. Like Even if they lose, I'm like, yeah, they played Same all right. Same match, man, hit that disgusting volley. volley yeah. yeah. And so I think Liverpool might get carried away with that 9-0 and then get a taste of reality when Newcastle visit what are you saying I'm going to go for a 2-2 two, two. yeah 2 all. maybe Isaac getting uh, involved oh um, yeah that's a shout actually didn't even think of that especially because Wilson's injured now yeah, so, yeah, yeah so yeah he could actually get a start which would be nice because you don't want Chris Wood started yeah, up you don't want to line up against Liverpool with Chris Wood as your striker. I mean he might absolutely he might do like the flip flap around uh, yeah. Van Dyke. yeah um, what do you reckon I'm going to go 4-0 Liverpool <laughs> Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go 4-0 Liverpool. I fancy Salah to get a goal or four. Um, I'd love it if he got four. Yeah, I just think, I don't know. This is Nunez's last game suspension. Yeah. I don't know if Jota will be back, but I got, can't see them dropping Bobby Firmino. Yeah, I just think, yeah, Liverpool might will kick on from the last result. I can't imagine Klopp was very happy with the way they started the season. Yeah. Set a precedent against Bournemouth and they've got to keep it up now. Yeah, I like that. Last game to round it up, Thursday. Leicester hosting Man United. This is a hard one. 
because Leicester are shit. <laughs> this is hard because Leicester are fucking crap. But how good are United? Yeah, That's the and question. my answer to that is not very because they played against a Liverpool team who looked shit and a Southampton team that looked shit. Fair enough, but they were got two that, wins. Was that down to May United being good or was it just them two being shit? I'm two being shit. Leaning towards the latter, yeah. yeah. Um, this is a hard one. I think oh, I don't. If Kashmiro starts, it could change it for me. But I think I might go for like a one nil United. Yeah, I think United will win it. I think Leicester. I want them to get something out of this game. I actually don't mind Leicester, but they just look devoid of ideas. Completely devoid of ideas. Devoid of quality. Keenan Drewsby Hall better than Salah. Yeah, shout out the guys on the train. Yeah, the guys on the train. We were sat by some guys on the train and just every 30 seconds they just pointed at me and go, Keenan Drewsby Hall, is he better than Messi? <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. But not for this game, not I'm afraid. I'm going to go 2-0 Man United. 2-0, I've gone for a 1-0. Well, yep. that wraps up our um, our predictions. What's this, episode 18, I think? Yeah. You must be, yeah. We got a competition that we're going to extend because we've got a big old prize. We've we've been approached for some cruddiness, so we are extending <laughs> Sorry, it um, through to the first international break. Yes. So basically, we had a YouTube competition where you, if you're subscribed and comment on individual videos of ours, one comment equals one entry. entry the more you comment blah 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 and then by so it was meant to be the end of last game week we would announce a winner for the mystery shirt but we're going to extend it to the first international break because we've got a special prize and so you've got a couple more weeks to get involved comment in any youtube video or all of them so like we said every comment you leave on every youtube video so you get one comment per video that'll give you an extra entry so uh, just you can go through all our videos from the first time we announced the competition and leave a comment and you'll probably have like, I don't know, like 10, <laughs> 10 uh, entries into the, the uh, exactly giveaway. That. But yeah, get entering. Uh, it's a bang up prize anyway. So, um, but yeah, make sure you're subscribed as well because we will be contacting the winner through YouTube. Yeah. But yeah. Been about rounds up for this it, week. Really, subscribe yeah. to the socials. It's not been the longest episode, jazz. but we've been we just no waffling today. No waffling today, especially because we're back again in literally like two days' time. Yeah. So, so yeah, enjoy the midweeks, guys. It's been Bordeaux. It's been live, and it's live. Thank Let's you, guys. Go.